Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. The following message is titled, The Same Hour, and was spoken by evangelist Landon Gore. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. Mark chapter 7, Mark chapter 7 and verse 24. From thence he arose, speaking of Jesus, and he went into the borders of Tyre and sat on, and he entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman, whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled. For it's not meat, it's not time, it's not appropriate to take the children's bread and to give it to the dogs. Pretty harsh statement from Jesus. But the next verse notifies us that she answered That means she's still there. She didn't leave and give Jesus a bad review on Facebook. She stayed. She's there. She's present. And this is what she says back to him. Watch. She says, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. I think she had her hand on her hip when she said it. Because it's as if he steps back, and when we read the other gospel, it's it's like he's scratching his head and he says, wow, this is great faith. You know, he only says that to two people in the library of scripture, and both are non-religious. He says, I'm beholding great faith. Notice, he said for this saying, go thy way. The devil has gone out of your daughter. And the last verse, and when she had come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. The other gospel says that same hour, that same hour. Um, I've got a timer on my phone for two reasons today. Uh, Number one, I told you I wouldn't preach my three hour message. And so I got to be a man of my word. Number two, I believe something is going to happen within this hour and that some family member, some mother, some father, some husband, some wife, some hyphen, some young man, some young lady is going to look back on this moment, on this service, on this hour and say that same hour, something I can't quantify it. I can't adequately describe it. I, I, I don't even know the parameters of everything that took place, but something happened in that service. I thought it was just another Sunday morning where I was going to, Ooh, I feel Jesus. I thought it was just another Sunday service that I was going to clock in, clock out, and go back to my holiday routine and get ready for the things that were about to take place. But I'm telling you in the spirit, there are things that are about to happen in this place today. And I believe Jesus, while he is doing a work here, he can also do a work there. 
I believe Jesus is going to minister to those that are watching online. And I believe that while Jesus is ministering to those that are present here, God is also going to do a work there. I believe things are going to take place in our home today that while God is doing the miraculous in this house, when you get back to your house, something intrinsically is going to be different before this day is over. Can you just agree with me right now that Jesus is about to do something that we cannot do? So with God's spirit and help, I want to preach to you on this Sunday morning, on this simple subject, this same hour. Would you lift up your hands just one more time with me? God, I thank you for this holy opportunity. I thank you for this great family of men and women, God, that make up this church. I thank you for every single person that is here, every single person that is watching online. God, let the best gifts be in operation. Let the angels, God, minister to the heirs of salvation. God, let your perfect will be done today, God. I thank you in advance for what you are about to do. I give you all of the glory. I give you all of the honor. I give you all of the praise that you are so deserving of. We speak it right now. If you have the Holy Ghost, would you just let it out for just a moment? There's a shift happening in this room right now. Come on, I feel a spiritual shift. Come on, we can pause for just a moment. Would you just let what you're feeling all around you begin to flow on the outside of you right now? Come on, the angels of the Lord are in this house right now. The miraculous is in this house today. The supernatural is in this room today. We declare it. We agree together. We believe it. We speak it. In the name of Jesus. Would you say in the name of Jesus? Would you say in the name of Jesus? Would you shout in the name of Jesus? And if you believe that prayer, I want you to clap your hands unto the Lord as loud as you can. God bless you and you may be seated. She lived on the wrong side of the track. She did not have the right name. She did not have the right pedigree. She did not have the right credentials. Brother Elijah, everything in her world told her that a miracle can happen for him and a miracle can happen for, for her and it can happen for them, but it cannot happen for you. She was denied before she had ever even woke up. She had no VIP access to what she needed. And yet hell had come against her mind. Hell had come against her marriage. Hell had come against her children. Hell had walked up on into her house and was bringing torment and fear and catastrophic consequences. And so she did not have the luxury to play normal. She did not have the luxury to go through the routine. She did not have the luxury just to play games. She did not have the luxury to wait another day, to wait another moment. And so the Bible tells us that even though she was denied, she still departed her house. 
Can I just clue you in that a miracle has already occurred today? You made it to the house of God. You showed up today to this service. And whether you realize it, ma'am, whether you realize it, sir, that is a miracle. Everything was coming against her. She had the choice. She had the dilemma. She had the decision that she could stay home and she could cower in the corner. She could cry in her Starbucks or she could leave on a one-man mission for this savior stranger that she had never seen, never talked to, and never met. She was not leaving based upon a promise. She was leaving based upon an if, a perhaps, a maybe. There was no guarantee, Brother Christian, that something would happen for her. But she had a what if in her spirit. She had a perhaps that was driving her. She had a maybe that propelled her to leave that house. Can I remind each and every one of us that that hell is coming against us. And hell is coming against your life and hell is coming against your family and hell is coming against your future. And every single one of us are living in the end times and the Bible tells us that in the end times evil men and seducers would wax worse and worse. But you know what David would proclaim? He would say this, I will yet praise thee more and more. So can I just let you in on a little biblical end time principle? If the wickedness around you is waxing worse and worse, the worship on the inside of you ought to become more and more. Oh, I gotta say it one more time. If the evil agenda of the adversary is encroaching upon your life and rising all around you, something on the inside ought to well up, ought to bow up, and you ought to make up in your mind, I'm not gonna worship less. I'm gonna worship a little more. I'm not gonna pray less. I'm gonna pray a little more. All of a sudden, she begins to tear the city upside down because something is pulsating within her spirit. Something is rising within her spirit. She's got to find this man named Jesus. And so she begins to search the town. She stops by Walmart. She goes to Starbucks. Have you seen Jesus? Do you know where he went? Well, I don't know. I don't. Well, have you seen? Ah, I think he made it to the left out here. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, you know where he went after that? And she was in a frantic search for this man, Jesus. You see, we're not just here at service today to hear a a nice few songs and a song set and a nice sermon with five cute points and a fancy title. I'm glad that the ushers are here, but I've got to get to Jesus. And I'm glad the singers are here, but I've got to get to Jesus. And I'm glad a preacher is here, but I've got to get to Jesus. So all of a sudden, Brother Mason, she saw him. There he was. This was him. Her heart stopped. She got herself together. She took her Sunday selfie, hashtag about to get a miracle. She put herself together and she cleared her throat and she looked around and this was it. But there's a problem. Jesus is surrounded by religious people. Brother Caleb, I learned learned that religious people is code language for people that have been around Jesus the longest but need him the least. Let me try it over here. That's scaring me. 
religious people is sometimes code language for those that have been around Jesus the longest, but they need him the least. They know the protocol. They know the routine. They know how to go through the motions, but they're not getting their miracle and they're not getting their needs met. But this lady is desperate. And because she's desperate, she's dangerous. Um, uh, uh, hey, uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, um, uh, hey, Jesus. <clears throat> hey, Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Hey, hey, yo, Jesus right here. Now, all of a sudden, the SSS walk up, the secret service of the Savior. They got their black ties and their black suits and their black Ray-Bans and they got their black earbuds and we got a cray-cray woman on aisle nine. Hey, ma'am, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate you being here. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, what you need? What you got going on? Um, I, you see, I'm trying to get to Jesus. I, I, I got a need and, and I need him to intervene on my life. Hey, hey ma'am, we're, we're glad you're here, but we're in the middle of our Sunday morning church and we got lunch coming and you ain't about to mess this up. Hey, but, as, but, but, but this is what we'll, hey, where'd you go? Hey, John, I thought you had it. Hey, hey, where'd you go? told you desperate people are dangerous she slipped through them and now she is at the feet of jesus disciples are running up hey hey, hey, hey sorry man we'll, we'll get her out we'll get her out and jesus hey, hey hold up all of a sudden she begins to petition and she begins to tell Jesus her need. I, I have a daughter at home that is oppressed and possessed by demonic forces. I, I, ha, I have something at home that I cannot take care of with my human ingenuity or logic. I, I have something that is beyond my control. And so I am in need of a miracle. So Jesus looks at her and it's not, it's not denial, it's delay. And he says, uh, um, wouldn't be right for me to give the bread that belongs to the children to the dogs. Mic drop. Disciples are slapping each other saying, what? Did he just say that? Bruh, he just called her a, yeah, I did. He called her a dog. You ever been called a dog? I see this lady pacing back and forth. A dog, a dog. Jesus called me a dog. Um, how many people in here own pets? We, we, oh, Lord have mercy. Um, hmm, should I tell this story? Should I not? Can I be real with y'all? Can I be transparent with? Are y'all going to judge me? That's what the people that are going to judge you always say. <laughs> no, we won't judge you. Get ready. We're about to judge them. I won't be real with y'all. I hope I can trust you. I, I'm not a pet hater. I'm just not a pet lover. They're judging me. They're judging me already. I feel the glares. You see, I, I didn't grow up having a lot of pets. Um, I had a pet duck and my dad killed it. And so if you have three hours and five boxes of tissues, I will gladly tell you about the sad saga of me and my duck. 
And so I just didn't have a, I didn't have a lot of pets um, aside from my pet duck. And so I'm just awkward with, with, with um, pets. Uh, although uh, me and Loki are, are good pals now. And uh, if you know who Loki is, then you, sh- you know. And if you don't, you should get to know him. And so I, um, I, I was staying with a friend of mine overseas in Barcelona. And, and, and I was going to be there for about three months. And, and they forgot to tell me that I was going to have a roommate. A four-legged terrorist. He was furry, kind, and cuddly, but he was a four-legged terrorist. And so I walked, is this all right just to have story time for a minute? We'll, we'll get back to the sermon. And so I, 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 I come out the first morning, thank you, Jesus, for another day. And I had stepped into a present, a wet present. And I didn't have socks or shoes on. But because I'm a Christian, I forgave them. And I went up, I went about my day. And so the next day I come out and it's another day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and I will be glad. Mr. Fufu had marked his territory on all my dress clothes. And so when my buddy wasn't looking, I kicked him. So I showed up to dinner that night and they had, um, it was a soft kick. And, uh, and so uh, he, he woke up three days later. And so I, I sat down for dinner and so I'm getting ready and, and all of a sudden, oh, it smells scrumptious. It's amazing, delightful, delectable. I'm ready to chow down. And guess who shows up at my feet? I said, bro, do you, do you not realize we have a past. We have a history. It's not very good. The next night he shows up. The next night. My friend later told me a few nights later, he said, don't give human food to the dog. It's not healthy for him. Well, because Christians are both supposed to be kind, the next night I started giving him seconds and thirds and fourths out of the abundance of my heart. And I learned something about a dog. Now, see, sometimes I'm not the smartest pencil in the crayon box, and so sometimes I get my sermon ideas from from dogs. Um, You probably already knew this. If this is too deep for you, I apologize. Um, But I learned something. I learned something. You can ignore a dog. You can yell at a dog. You can lightly kick a dog. But if he smells something on the table, he is more hungry than he is offended. A dog. Jesus called me a dog. Jesus called me a dog. Thank you, Lord, for the compliment. Did you know even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table? Wait, hold up, hold up. A dog, a dog. Blessed are those that are not offended in me. I'm not ignoring what 2020 has brought. I'm not denying the pain. I'm not denying the abuse in your past. I'm not denying what you have been through. I'm not denying what you have faced. But I cannot deny what is on the master's table. And 
Can I just be real with you? I, I've not been plopped on this planet for a long time, but I've lived just a little bit of life. And life has not always been fair. And life has been really unfair at times. And even this year, I'll disclose to you that I've, I've lost five members of my family from January to now. And so life is not always easy. Life is not always fair. And sometimes we walk in in our Sunday best going through our very worst. And we, we don't want anybody to know, but we're bloody and we're bruised and we're broken. Can I tell you, you are not alone. You are not here sitting surrounded by angels with halos. You are around a family that's been through some junk. We've been through some hell, but we're still hungry. I refuse to get bitter. I refuse to get jaded. There's a miracle that I... There's something on that table. There's a destiny. There's a prophet. I need somebody to hear me right now. I'm preaching into your spirit. I'm preaching into your heart. You've got to be more hungry than you are offended. I need someone to stand to their feet and just agree with me just a moment. I need you to throw up your hands, open up your mouth, and recommit to God. I'm still desperate. I'm still longing. I'm still desiring. I'm still hungry. God, I'm still hungry. Would you say it with me? God, I'm still hungry. Life's been unfair, but I'm still hungry. Life's not been easy, but I'm still hungry. I've had to face some things I didn't want to face, but I sense there's something on that table. And blessed are those, blessed are those, blessed are those that are not offended. On the other side of the offense, there is a blessing that... Watch. Jesus looks at her. I'm almost done. Jesus looks at her. He steps back. He's, he's, he's bewildered. He's discombobulated. He's, he's, he, he's, he's taken off guard. Because this woman has looked, looked at him. You see, I, I'm convinced when he said those words that he wasn't trying to get her to leave. He was seeing how long she would stay. And I believe that he's just hoping in his periphery that the blurry vision of her worshiping on her knees does not move and does not go away. But she's still there. She's petitioning. She's praying. She's worshiping. She's, she's inviting him into her life still. And then she says those words I just stated. Yes, Lord, you are correct. It's not time. It's not appropriate. But even the dogs under the Table, get to eat the crumbs. You see, you got to hear what she is saying, but you got to hear what she is saying in between what she is saying. She's saying, Jesus, your children aren't eating everything. You come with a banquet of blessing for your children. You come with a banquet of miracles and healing and provision. You come day after day with mercies that are new every morning. 
You come service after service. You come Sunday morning after Sunday morning, uh, Sunday night after Sunday night, Wednesday night after Wednesday night. You come week after week. You come continually, and you are bringing things from heaven's kitchen down to earth for your sons and for your daughters. But Jesus, I just got to let you know. They're not partaking of everything. They're not eating everything. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not cleaning their plates. You see, Jesus, I, 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 I don't want to offend you. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put you in a bad mood, but Jesus, you just got to know that, you see, your sons and daughters got, they've got a little used to your presence and they've got a little used to your blessing and, 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 and sometimes it's just another service. And sometimes it's just another day. And Jesus, I, I just want you to know that, that not all of them are still in all of your forgiveness and not all of them are still in all of your love and not all of them are still in all of your redemption and not all of them are still taking in everything that you are bringing and 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 Jesus I know I know that the psalmist said that, that I was young and now I'm old but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor him see begging for bread he didn't say they always ate all of it he just said they didn't have to beg for it because there has never been a portion problem with God. Only partaker problems with us. But a lady slips in unawares, out of timing. And she says, Jesus, I don't need everything. I just need something and all I want is what somebody else is wasting all I need is what somebody else is disregarding and I came to preach to somebody in this room I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. I don't care if a miracle wasn't even meant for you. Desperate people are dangerous. And desperate people get the attention of heaven. Because you know what desperate people understand? They understand this. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But my opportunity is not the same yesterday today and forever so I slipped in on a Sunday morning I don't care if you steal my parking lot spot I don't care if you steal my favorite row I don't care if you don't shake my hand I don't care if you ignore me I don't care if you sing a nice song or not I don't care if you preach a cute sermon or not but I slipped in under the table and I've got my eyes on something that I need I, if it's not here where is it if it's not now when is it if it's not Jesus, who is it? I've got to get my hands on something. Yes. And I want you to see what happens. I want you to see what happens. Uh, Preston, can you help me just real quick? And, and Kirsten, do you mind helping me real quick? And I need, I need, come on up, come on up. We're not going to tell everybody we didn't practice this. We're just going to make them think that we did. And um, I need, I need, I need somebody else. Um, 
Yeah, Sadie, you come help me. Do you mind? Give it up for Sister Sadie. So, I need Preston to be the devil. I'll give you a Chick-fil-A gift card afterwards. And, uh, and so, in this story that we just read, the devil comes, demonic forces come, fear and doubt. They come into this home and they arrest this young woman. And so, uh, um, Christa, I need you to come over here. And uh, um, Preston, I need you to arrest her. She's arrested. She's under arrest. Yeah, she's under arrest. Okay, the devil is way meaner than that. You got to like arrest her. Be mean. Actually, sometimes the devil can be quite nice and deceiving. If we're being honest, that's a whole nother message. And so she's arrested. And so, so this mother, I told you in the beginning of our story, she had a decision. She could stay home and she could cry in her Starbucks. She could cower in the corner. She could, she could have a pity party and invite everybody there. But no, that's not what she does. She slams the door and she's on a mission for this man named Jesus. And she searches the city until she finds him. And then when she finds him, he's surrounded and barricaded in by religious people who don't need miracles. But she presses past that and then now she gets to the feet of Jesus and then Jesus tells her, hey, um, 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 I can't give this to a dog. But she pushed it, she pushes past being possibly offended and she's still at the feet of Jesus and, and she said, yeah, 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 um, but what you don't understand is I don't even need a main miracle. I, I, I'll just even take a leftover miracle. And so she does not get her hands on a loaf. She simply gets her hand on a piece Sadie, can you just pick up one of those crumbs? Let her go. Drop the crumb, arrest her. Pick up the crumb, let her go. One more time, drop it, arrest her. We're going to do this very slowly. Our last time to do this. And when we're done. That wasn't slow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I forgive you. Oh, not, 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 not yet. Okay, I want you to pick it up very, very slowly. Hold up, wait, hold up. Pick it up. Let her go! What you might not realize is that when you come to this house and you get in the presence of Jesus, it's not hype, it's not emotion, but when you get your hands on something heavenly in this house, something demonic has to lose its grip in... I just came here from Texas to remind somebody in this house today, it's not just another service in COVID. It's not just another worship song. It's not just another sermon. It's not just another altar call. If I can get my hands on something in this house, something has to lose its grip in my mind. Something has to lose its grip in my spirit. Something has to lose its grip in my marriage. Something has to lose this grip in my home. I wonder if somebody would just lift up their hands for just a moment. You would lift up your voice and you would take 20 seconds and get your hands on a crumb. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.